This is Sports Business Radio with Brian Berger. Presented by Pastano. On today's show, Brian sits down with the head of sports partnerships for Twitter, Danny Keens. Twitter's not in the content business, in a sense. We're in the audience business, so we don't buy content, we don't make content. But content is at the beating heart of the platform. It's what people come back for every single day. Now, with Sports Business Radio, here's Brian Berger. Thanks for checking out the only show dedicated to covering the business side of sports on a global scale. Glad you could join us. Thanks to our friends at Pistano for powering Sports Business Radio. Follow Pistano online at Pistano.com or on Twitter at Pistano. Thanks to Boingo Wireless for powering the Sports Business Radio Roadshow, where we take our conversations with key decision makers from the world of sports to college campuses. You can follow Boingo Wireless online at boingo.com or on Twitter at Boingo. My featured guest this week is Danny Keens. He's someone I've wanted to have on the show for a long time. He is the head of sports partnerships for Twitter. Twitter has become the water cooler for conversations about sports, entertainment, politics, and breaking news. I'll chat with Keens about the growth of Twitter, as well as their clever sports partnerships and use of technology. Stay tuned at the end of my conversation with Danny Keens for a big announcement exclusively here on Sports Business Radio. I'm joined by our executive producer, Brian Griggs. Griggs, how are you? I'm doing good and uh, excited about, for me, March Madness is coming. I'm excited about that. I always love the tournament, so basketball is on the horizon, so I'm excited about some March Madness. And, uh, you know, golf is ramping up. You, you and me both like the, the golf scene, so I'm excited about golf, too. So, a teaser to next week's show, Joanne Scott, who runs March Madness for the NCAA, will be my guest. So, if you've always wondered about the selection process, about how you run an event of that magnitude, you're going to want to stay tuned for my conversation with Joanne Scott. I've known her for a long time. She used to be at Nike. She's worked for USA Basketball. Really uh, a terrific executive. And I love when I see high-ranking, powerful female sports executives. That's great to me, again, as someone who has an 11-year-old daughter who also enjoys sports. Joanne is a, a role model to her and to many other who are trying to make their way in the sports world. But this week, I'm really very excited about our conversation with Danny Keens. You know, Twitter is something that we use, Griggs, every single day. I can say that out of all the social media platforms, and I'm not just saying this because we have Danny on the show this week, I use Twitter more than any other. I engage with people more on Twitter than any other. And I love as a, as a journalist to be able to get the instantaneous breaking news. I mean, it could be anything from there's a tsunami in Japan and you're getting instant footage of what's going on there to, you know, last Saturday night when Steph Curry has 12 three-pointers against Oklahoma City. It has a wide range, but it is definitely the place to go for instantaneous news. Yeah, it really is. And I've always loved Twitter, too, like you. And the thing I like about it is it's it's just simple. It's, It's easy to use. It's right in front of you. It's quick, short little bits. Boom, boom, boom. You learn. You can look on Twitter and just look at the first five or six postings, and you pretty much know what you need to know. I mean, if it's breaking news, if it's sports, if it's uh, like the Oscars this last week, you know, I mean, it was fun being on Twitter, just seeing, you know, people trashing the dresses, people saying this, what's this, Chris Rock, all that. I mean, it really is fun to just watch any kind of what's going on in the world, weather, sports, whatever. It's all right there on Twitter. And I had the opportunity last summer to go to Twitter's offices in San Francisco, and it's fantastic. I mean, their setup there is great and really like what they're doing. So coming up next, Danny Keens, the head of sports partnerships for Twitter, will join me. You're listening to Sports Business Radio. We'll be right back. 
Stay in touch with SBR on Twitter. Twitter.com slash SB Radio. Powered by Postano. Hi, it's Brian Berger, host of Sports Business Radio, but also the founder and CEO of the exclusive Sports PR Summit. The Sports PR Summit is an annual event bringing together senior PR executives from the sports world, national media members, and pro athletes for a full day of panel discussion, featured conversations, and face-to-face networking in New York City. Past speakers have included ESPN reporter Jeremy Schapp, Sports Illustrated executive editor John Wartime, former NFL veterans Tiki Barber and Derek Mason, NBA senior VP of PR Mike Bass, and other top PR minds from across the sports world. The 2016 Sports PR Summit will take place on Tuesday, May 17th at the Players' Tribune, which is a new digital media platform created and curated by some of the world's top athletes and founded by former Yankees great Derek Jeter. The Sports PR Summit is an invite-only event limited to 125 attendees. If you're a senior sports PR executive and you'd like to be invited to the 2016 Sports PR Summit at the Players' Tribune in New York City, Get in touch with us via the Sports PR Summit website at sportsprsummit.com. That's sportsprsummit.com. Follow the Sports PR Summit on Twitter and Instagram at Sports PR Summit and on Facebook at facebook.com backslash Sports PR Summit. I hope to see you at the 2016 Sports PR Summit on May 17th at the Players' Tribune in New York City. Back to Sports Business Radio with Brian Berger. My guest is Danny Keens. He is the head of sports partnerships for Twitter. You can follow him on Twitter at Danny Keens. That's K-E-E-N-S. Danny, thanks for joining us on Sports Business Radio. Been looking forward to this conversation. Excellent. Look, uh, long uh, first-time caller, long-time listener. <laughs> well, that is flattering that you uh, t- you listen to Sports Business Radio. So before we dig into some topics about Twitter, let's talk about you. We like to have our guests on and, and talk about their background, their path to getting to where they are right now. And I've read that you were a TV producer for 15 years before you started at Twitter. Tell us a little bit about your background in TV and how that path led you to Twitter. Yeah, so well well and truly before my, my time at Twitter, I, I was a TV producer. I, I spent many years um, in the TV business making making programs. I, I spent uh, a long while at ESPN, produced uh Sports Centre International for them, so it was a program that went out to all the international markets, very similar to what we would, what you would know as the domestic sports centre that is here in the United States, uh, and it essentially was the same format, the exact same show, but with a bunch of international flavour to it. So we'd cover things like rugby and cricket and and football, uh, as in uh, soccer, as we call it here, um, and it was, it was a lot of fun. It was a daily uh, live, you know. Uh, studio program, which was great fun. And then I also spent uh, about three and a half, or nearly four years as a producer for 60 Minutes based in Australia. And that was actually one of the one of the best gigs I, I sort of ever had. It was, you know, traveling the world and shooting incredible stories, telling incredible stories and, and piecing them together. And, um, you know, and, and they aired every Sunday night. And it was it was a hell of a lot of fun. So getting me getting me across to Twitter actually wasn't an easy task at first i was a i was a little bit unsure as to as to you know uh, why you would have someone from the tv business transitioning across to to tackle specifically twitter but it didn't take me long to 
to understand all the reasons, all the synergies between Twitter and and the TV business. And so uh, after a couple of days meeting with the folks in San Francisco, I I drank the Kool-Aid and the rest is history. Yeah, I mean, I've said for a long time about Twitter. First of all, I'm not just saying this because you're on with me right now, but I use Twitter more than any other social media platform. And to me, it's become the instant water cooler conversation, whether it's for sports, politics. You know, we saw the Oscars this last past week, uh, the Stephen Curry game. Uh, last Saturday that we'll talk about in a minute, but it's instantaneous water cooler conversation or breaking news. So if there's a tsunami in Japan, you can see instantaneously on Twitter the video that's coming in, the pictures that's coming in. So for someone who's a journalist, TV, it's a great tool to be able to get that information almost in real time. Yeah, and and you know, what we realized was that Twitter, sports, and TV are actually this match made in heaven, uh, and and that's because sports fans love Twitter. You know, it's it's this, it's an idea that when the game starts, news breaks, the world literally turns to Twitter, and we, we, we've seen sports partners across the, the globe embrace the platform for that reason. And and I, I suppose you know people ask me all the time the question, you know, why is that? And it's it's really because what matters most to the sports business is live, right? The excitement of seeing games unfold in, right. in real time. Uh, it's what matters most to TV is live because no one wants to watch sports two, three days later. It's all very real time. And what matters most to Twitter is live, right? That's the most powerful part of our platform. You know, So, uh, you know, as far as I'm concerned, Twitter's the most exciting place to be right now because of that live factor that, you know, especially with sports, you know, life matters most to sports, it matters most to TV, and it matters most to our platform. So it's, it's it's an awesome job, and it's a and and as, as you said before, it's sort of the, the place to be when it comes to that water cooler conversation. We're joined by Danny Keens. He is the head of sports partnerships for Twitter. Danny, tell us a little bit about your sports partnership team and what they do. What's your role at Twitter with sports partnerships? Yeah, well, look, the sports brands that are most successful are the ones that are able to get fans engaged with their sport. Uh, they're able to create a bond that sort of extends far beyond that, that what's called the match day window, right? And so what my team does is we help brands. And, and when I talk about brands, it's, you know, it, that could be an athlete uh, or it could be a team or it could be a league. Or it could be a broadcaster. And we help those brands reach larger audi- audiences by creating this, a loyal fan base, right? We, we try and drive more revenue for them. We try and drive bigger audiences for them. We try and get those fans much more engaged. And so... If you think about it, there are hundreds of sports brands competing for audience attention all over the world. Uh, so how do you stand out? And, and that's what my team answers, right? We, we, we help brands stand out in the crowd. So, for example, let's think about NBA All-Star. Uh, we did this incredible activation with them, uh, with the NBA specifically around uh, the MVP. And the only place where you could vote for the MVP during the All-Star game was on Twitter by using specific hashtags that actually populated with these really cool uh, Twitter emojis that popped up, uh, uh, individual sort of player uh, emojis that popped up next to someone's name when it was tweeted. Uh, and so and that's just one of those ways that we kind of create this surround sound style experience before, during and long after the game's finished where we're helping these brands engage audiences, keep them engaged, find new fans. And that's really what makes Twitter so valuable to the sports business. If a brand wants to find you, 
How do they do that? If I'm an athlete, if I'm an agent, if I'm a team, if I'm a brand, and I say, you know what, I want to activate around Twitter, do you already know all those people, or is there an easy way for them to find you to have that conversation? Uh, look, it's it's a great question. It's it's there's dozens and dozens of different ways to do it, um, and and some of the ways it's just generally about trying to try, trying to finding yourself on the platform and then trying to find ways to engage with them. Um, but there's a few trends that kind of that I see emerging, which are the which are the things that I always sort of tell uh, anybody in the sports business using Twitter to think about. Um, the first one is uh, you have to think um, digital and you have to think mobile. Uh, and so, and what I mean by that is that's where the biggest audiences are now is is on the mobile phone. So, eighty percent of Twitter users use Twitter uh, on a mobile device, right? Um, the, the second piece is really, uh, and this is what a lot of the people in the sports business and, and the TV business come to my team. They try, they're trying to solve a specific problem that is millennial eyeballs. So, you know, it's becoming mission critical um, to try and find millennial eyeballs on the platform. So my team will sort of work with them a lot of the time to identify who those um, users are and how to engage with them. And one of the one of the beautiful things about our platform, of course, is that in order to get content into your timeline, um, one of the one of the one of the easiest ways to do that is to follow an account. And by the very nature of following an account, it means that you're interested in that content. So you never follow anybody that you're not interested in, right? It just doesn't make sense. So we have a really, really strong identifier that allows us to say, we know this person cares about March Madness or Steph Curry or NFL just by the fact that they follow, you know, college accounts or NFL accounts or player accounts or team accounts, right? And so um, that's... um, and so we can we can map that sort of social graph in a sense and go back to teams and leagues and start to talk to them about who their audience is and you know whether they skew male or female and what age what age demographic is and then we can start to map where the opportunities are for them. So we notice that you might you, you scale very heavily male, uh, but there's a subset of people that you know don't follow your account that we know talk about um, uh, the NFL that aren't yet following the NFL uh, that are in this bucket. So we try and come up with content strategies to help them chase that bucket of audience. My guest is Danny Keens. He is the head of sports partnerships for Twitter. You can find him on Twitter at Danny Keens. So let's talk about some recent events where you guys have just killed it. Uh, college football playoffs, Super Bowl 50. You just talked about voting for MVP during the NBA All-Star Game, Daytona 500. I love what you're doing and the, the specific conversations that are taking place. But again, these are mega events. People are gathering around Twitter to have conversations. It could be, you know, how was the national anthem or what happened with that big play? It's everything in between, and you've got a captivated audience for several hours. Yeah, and, and you know, one of the things which we think a lot about um, when it comes to those big events is, is the, about the content. And that seems kind of obvious, but let me, let me, let me sort of, you know, dive into that a little bit more. We're, Twitter's not in the content business, in a sense. We're in the audience business. So we don't buy content. We don't make content. But content is at the beating heart of the platform. It's what people come back for every single day. Right? If there isn't great content, if there isn't content that you care about, Twitter doesn't become this habitual place that you turn to on a daily basis to, to consume news. Right? And so um, the team's very heavily focused on thinking about how do we get the best, most compelling, compelling content around those mega events onto Twitter and how do we make sure it's seen by the, by the right 
sort of eyeballs. And um, so we have these sort of holistic um, strategies around all those big events that you just mentioned. And one of the one of the great ones we just had around Daytona was um, uh, a sort of a week long strategy where one of one of my team members actually went to Daytona, was there for a week, and met with all the player, uh, the drivers, that's called them players, <laughs> the, <laughs> the, the, the drivers, the teams, um, the broadcasters. Uh, you know, we gave them a whole bunch of content tools that we, we sort of gift only to, to, to sort of, you know, the most valuable sort of very important um, tweeters on the platform and, and, and sort of showed them how best to harness Twitter during that period and, and you know the long tail of that of course is you get a lot of people that come to Twitter engaging with that content seeing really awesome content and then even after Daytona is is well and truly you know uh, in the past you still have those users coming back to the platform because you have better adoption of the platform by a lot of those um, drivers that were trained during that week um, of Daytona. So give me an example. Drill down there for a minute. You you talk to the drivers. Give me an example of one tool that you gave to a driver that you said, this is how you can harness the power of Twitter better. Well, we have a few of them, but um, one of my favorite ones at the moment is uh, a thing called the Twitter Q&A app. So this is a, this is a very specific tool that we built um, that is that is only available to to people that we grant access to. So you can't download it, let's say, from one of the app stores. Uh, and it sits on a driver's phone, and when they launch it, uh, they get to see a stream of tweets populating uh, on the device on, on, within the app that attach to a specific hashtag. Um, so it could be like, you know, Ask Jimmy, for example. Uh, and, and when he touches that tweet, it automatically uh, opens the camera on, the, on, on their phone, and they get to do a video response uh, to that question and the question that they're answering it gets burnt into the video so when they tweet it out um, they, they suddenly you get the answer to the question with the video um, with, with, you know on the vid- you get the question burnt into the video uh, as they tweet out the answer which is very cool that is amazing um, so we talk about you know that's one case where you can prepare in advance for the Daytona 500, the NBA All-Star Game, Super Bowl 50. You're using emojis and hashtags and things like what you just described. But walk me through Saturday night. I'm sitting, I was actually in Seattle. I'm in my hotel room. I turn on the last few minutes of Oklahoma State or Oklahoma City Thunder and Golden State Warriors. And Steph Curry is going off and he's making shots from all over the place. And I'm watching my Twitter timeline fill with everyone from LeBron James to uh, Magic Johnson, just in awe of what Steph Curry is doing. And again, to me, that was one of the biggest nights in Twitter sports history because so many people were engaged with that game and were in awe of what he was doing. Yeah, and, and this, is, this, is, this speaks to the very core of if you're a sports fan and you're not using Twitter during one of those events, you're insane. Because here's the thing, I, 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 every time one of those moments happens, uh, the world turns to Twitter, right? And you can look at your timeline and you can feel connected with so many people that you don't even know. You're watching your timeline going, holy cow, the entire world is watching this moment. The entire world is talking about this moment. And, and your timeline is just filled with all this commentary and it's like, oh my God, and the this and the emojis and all the crazy stuff that's going on. And, you know, one of the, one of the things that, that is most powerful about that, and this is what 
TV broadcasters have such a strong adaption of the platform is because everybody wants to drive tune into TV, right? But right now the trend is about this sort of like getting the snackable video content out there to capture those audiences. So as all that stuff's happening and, and, and Steph's breaking all these records, you have the NBA and broadcasters trying to get all that great content into people's timelines because they want to drive more eyeballs to the TV. So remember when I said before, you know, if you want to succeed in capturing sort of bigger audiences, you need to think about mobile. You think about think about this. There are two billion smartphones and 70 billion digital-enabled sort of devices worldwide versus just 700 million traditional TV sets. Okay, two billion smartphones, 700 million traditional TV sets. And if there's 80% of people are using Twitter, they're doing it on their phone. So we're this perfect platform for TV broadcasters to get to more audiences than ever before. So let's take Super Bowl, for example, as well. 27 million tweets were sent during the game, which were seen 4.3 billion times. That's a huge global audience. Like, you, you couldn't possibly reach a decade ago, and you could never reach through traditional television. So so that's one of the reasons why it just drives tuning. Right? It's one of the things is, like, getting that content out into people's timelines. People, There's, there's a whole bunch of, like, casual NBA fans that wouldn't be watching the game. Um, because they're not those core fans, not fans of either of those teams or Steph, who now are seeing this this content and going, holy cow, something crazy is happening in the NBA tonight. I've got to turn on and watch the game. And I can guarantee you there would have been like, you know, hundreds of thousands of people who did who, who did that during the game because they saw content and tweets about it happening and unfolding in their timeline. Danny Keens, the head of sports partnerships for Twitter, is joining us. You can find him on Twitter at Danny Keens. Let's talk about some events that are coming up. We've got March Madness, which is coming up in just a few weeks. Major League Baseball opening day coming up soon. And then we've got the Olympics, which is always a huge international sporting moment for everyone around the world. Can you give us any teasers as to what we might look for coming up with uh, those big moments? Yeah, so this is this is the part where I always get fired because um, I tell you stuff which um, is under the embargo. Well, I don't want you to get fired. <laughs> no, it's fine. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, there's a couple of really cool things that we're doing around uh, March Madness, actually. So let me let me focus on that, and I'll, I'll tell you why. Because last year during March Madness, the tweets were seen one uh, sorry, nine point one billion times. Wow, so it's the number of times tweets were seen about March Madness content. Um, that's on and off Twitter, so the owned and operated Twitter products, but also through syndication, and, and that's digital syndication. So that's not a tweet being put on the television screen, which we can't measure. Um, but it's but it's a you know it's a it's a high profile sports you know website taking a Twitter content and baking it into a story. We we can we can measure those eyeballs too. But nine point one billion times. So that's the number of times tweets are seen. So we know that March Madness is going to be huge and we know it's going to drive a massive amount of conversation. Um, and so we're launching these really cool uh, Twitter emojis. Again, so these are, these are emojis that automatically appear next to a hashtag when you use it in a tweet. So you don't need to go to your emoji keyboard and find an emoji and associate it with the, hash, with the, with the hashtag itself. If you type March, hashtag March Madness or hashtag Let's Dance or hashtag Cinderella or hashtag Bracket Busted and a whole series of other ones, uh, these really cool little emojis are going to pop up. And there's another thing which we're doing which I think is like super cool uh, and it's essentially with mascots. So we have this, um, uh, what we're going to call mascot scope and we're, we're, we're encouraging the mascots from all the major college 
teams to have a point of view like no other using Periscope. So it's basically um, giving fans the ability to experience the atmosphere, atmosphere of the big dance through through the eyes of a mascot because we now have the ability with with Periscope to stream directly into a tweet. So, And we have a really cool GoPro integration, which allows you now to stream from a GoPro directly into a tweet. So no longer do you have to just... Uh, previously, you'd have to uh, use the Periscope app, uh, and now um, you can use GoPro, which will send the Periscope stream directly into a tweet, and, and it's going to be super cool. So um, you'll have all these sort of mascots providing this really compelling level of access that no one else has ever produced and no one will, will you know, no one's ever really seen before. So really, I'm really excited by that. And I think it'll just be a lot of fun. That's fantastic. And, you know, I think a lot of what makes Twitter uh, terrific, too, is just the access, right? So, you know, you can take people behind the scenes with Periscope, which I love. It's, you know, your live broadcast, which is via the app, but also, as you just mentioned, via GoPro now, too. So how does that work? If I have a GoPro camera, is there something on there that just says, you know, plug into Periscope? Or how does that? Yeah. How does that? Yeah, there's, there's essentially a Periscope button. So you'll just you'll just hit that and it'll 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 start the stream. So it's really frictionless. It's very cool. We're seeing heaps of really great stuff uh, with those sort of extreme athletes, right? Like the guys who are involved in things like the X Games, who are really doing some really cool um, pieces of their lifestyle. It's all the great stuff that you previously got with GoPro, but now you just get it live and in real time, which is which is super cool. And it goes back to those points I mentioned before that it's such it's such a great marriage because that real lifetime nature of our platform married with the sort of real-time nature of sports married with like this idea of now being able to do these really cool extreme sports and have that content streamed directly into a tweet it's just amazing and you know it's it's such a weird concept when you when you start to think about it but the idea of being able to consume that content live in a tweet is this is this idea of like it's a window to anywhere else in the world right it's this idea of being able to sort of peer through a tweet and see something that's actually happening at the same time on the other side of the planet and every time i start to think about it like that or talk about it like that i sort of sense chills down my spine because i'm like wow it's like we've come so far with technology i mean if you think about you know just just a few years ago it, 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 with all across all of social it was very much just text-based right and now we're getting to this point where not only is it like photos and images and video it's live video and so i'm, I'm really excited about what the future holds for you know for, for sport because the, we're just getting fans closer to the action than they've ever been able to get before well and even you know i've had moments on twitter where i'm someplace and i'll tweet out you know i'm at this event or i'm at this place and i'll have some people respond to me on twitter saying it's not real unless I get a picture of it. So I can then send them a picture of it. But now what I can also do is I can periscope it and I can yeah. say like, here, experience the event that I'm experiencing. Or, you know, we do our sports business radio road shows. We were at USC in November with Jeannie Buss, the owner of the Lakers, and we periscope part of that. And people want to go behind the curtain and the tools that you have provided to do that are really awesome. Can you talk yeah, to do us? You know, do you know, I, I got to, oh, not, not to, uh, I don't want to interrupt you, but I have to tell you about one other really cool thing which yes. we released recently, which is very cool for sports fans. Um, it's these things called scratch reels, and, and you'll get them a lot of the time um, with sports content. It's the ability to move your finger over a tweet now and, and rewind and fast forward the video. 
and uh, it's identified um, by a, a little sort of icon on the very bottom left-hand corner of the video. But as you move your finger, you can actually literally touch the video on your phone and move back and forth. And so what that means is for like those highlights or those um, a buzzer beater or a really crazy decision that, 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 that everyone is disputing in a game, if, if the content gets posted on, on Twitter quick enough, you at home can actually do instant replays yourself by going back and forth and trying to decide whether, you know, someone's foot was over the line, right. you know, and all that sort of stuff. So it's really cool. They're called scratch reels and, and um, should look out for them. You'll see them on a lot of um, sports highlight. The NBA do really awesome stuff with scratch reels at the moment. So you'll see a lot of that stuff coming from their accounts. Brilliant. Uh, Danny, explain moments to our audience. I know that's a new initiative for you guys, a new launch. I- explain that to our audience. Yeah, so we so Moments is an entirely new tab um, that we brought to the to, to the core Twitter app, and and what we've done is there's a billion tweets sent on the platform every two days. It's 500 million tweets a day. There is so much incredibly good content, but it's actually really hard to find, and sometimes really hard to find the content that matters most to you. So we've built out an entire team that is now creating Twitter moments uh, around cultural events. Uh, news events, sports events, where basically we take the best of the best tweets around any given story and we stitch them together in order for you to, in order to tell a narrative around that event. Uh, and we, we'll do it in a bunch of different, uh, in the moments tab on Twitter, it's represented by a little lightning bolt. When you click through to it, there's like a little pro- programming guide and it's broken up into news events and sports events and there's one specific to Super Bowl. Uh, and and we do it with sports all the time, of course. And so whenever there's a big uh, sports event that's taken place, we have a bunch of people just going through those 500 million tweets, selecting the best 10 to 15 that are around that event, and then stitching them together to tell a really compelling narrative um, told basically just purely through Twitter content. It's, it's really, really cool. And uh, it's now become this sort of, like, go-to for me to, you know, if I've had a really busy day or, if, like, I haven't really had a chance to sort of, like, um, visit, uh, you know, uh, the regular sports news sites that I'll visit, I will um, now go to moments and just catch up with, with you know, what's going on in the world. And, and uh, it's a really cool way to keep up to date with sort of all the things that really matter most in, 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 in the world, but specifically for me in the sports business. Yeah, I've done the same thing. I, I really enjoy, uh, if I've had a busy day as well, going on to moments and kind of seeing like what's going on in the world, what are the, the hot topics on Twitter. Uh, the other thing you talked about yeah, earlier... Yeah, I, mean, I just went there now to just see there's a moment here. The NFL, it's Bills decide to cut, um, with, cut, cut ties with four-time pro bowler Mario Williams. And I'm like, wow, that happened like 40 minutes ago. I, didn't, I totally didn't know that was happening. So there's, that's the sort of stuff um, which you know, I'll, I'll sort of now use it as a go-to to get updated on... on what's happening in, in the sports space. The last thing uh, we'll talk about here is uh, you talked earlier about emojis, and there was a specific time this past summer where the use of emojis in sports was huge. It was the day where the L.A. Clippers were all pursuing DeAndre Jordan, who had signed with Dallas or at least verbally committed to them. And then, yeah. you know, I just thought, you know, J.J. Reddick's got, like, the helicopter and the car and – you know, Blake Griffin was tweeting out different emojis for camping in the backyard at DeAndre's house. And I just thought, this is brilliant use of Twitter. Uh, where else can you get this instantaneous, you know, update on where they are in the pursuit of Andre Jordan? And after that, I, I kind of fell in love with emojis. Yeah. And, and look, that was such a great um, day. 
I remember just because, you know, you watch those things unfold and you watch those things unfold only on Twitter and you have that moment when you're like, yeah, we totally connect an audience like that could never be connected before. We connect those players in a way that could never be connected. We connect those players with fans in a way that could... But 10 years ago, you just couldn't have those relationships, right? To see that sort of unfold publicly and everybody sort of join the conversation and have fun with it was really, like, cemented for me... Um, the beauty of our platform and the ability that we just, not only do we give everyone a voice, but we connect people in ways, we connect sports fans in ways that just you have never been done before. And it really speaks to the power of Twitter. Uh, it was a, it's, goes down in, in, in Twitter history as just one of the great sporting moments. A few things to promote here. Number one, you are going to be sitting down this Saturday at South by Southwest, specifically Southwest Sports. Our friend Rebecca Pfefferman there does a great job. You're going to be sitting down with Mashable Sam Laird Saturday at 11 a.m. for a conversation about Twitter. So if you're in the Austin area and you're going to South by Sports, you should definitely make sure to uh, go sit in on Sam Laird and Danny Keene's conversation. And then, Danny, before I let you go, I've got to thank you. A little bit of an announcement here. Uh, the new Sports PR Summit Social Media Workshop event on July 20th is going to be hosted by Twitter at Twitter headquarters in San Francisco. We're going to reveal more details in the coming weeks, but so excited. I had the opportunity last summer to visit Twitter headquarters in San Francisco for the first time, and you know what a great setup you guys have there, and I'm just so impressed by everything that we've discussed today, and again, I enjoy using all of your platforms, so very excited about uh, being able to have our event there at your headquarters. Excellent. Well, uh, we are very pleased to have you, and um, it was a pleasure talking with you today. Thank you, Danny, so much. Continued success to you, and I'll look forward to uh, catching up with you in person before too long. Right. Thanks for the chat. You're listening to Sports Business Radio. We'll be right back. Podcast this show and any other past SBR episode at sportsbusinessradio.com. Back with more SBR, powered by Postano, after this. Hi, it's Brian Berger. Here at Sports Business Radio, we are proud to work with our partners, Pastano. They make a sports-proven visual marketing platform that I've personally been amazed to see. Teams like the Dallas Cowboys, Boston Red Sox, LA Kings, and Cleveland Cavaliers all use Pastano to engage their fans. When sports teams and fans tell their stories together, amazing things can happen. Every fan has a story. Whether you want to put selfies on the Jumbotron, create a dynamic social media command center, or activate a hashtag campaign on your website, Pastano can design an amazing social experience true to your brand. Even better, using the Pastano platform can pay for itself through selling sponsorships. As an example, the Kings sell sponsor space to Toyota and other clients and run the ads using Pastano. Want to see what your team's social content could look like? Schedule a demo today. Go to pastano.com slash sports. If you're a fan of this podcast, you understand the real power of engaging your fans. And these guys get it. That is P-O-S-T-A-N-O dot com. This is Sports Business Radio. We are back to wrap up this edition of Sports Business Radio. Thanks for joining us. I want to thank Danny Keens, the head of sports partnerships for Twitter. You can find him on Twitter at Danny Keens. That's K 
E-E-N-S. A reminder, our friend Mark King, the Adidas North America president, has a new sports business podcast out. You can find it on iTunes and SoundCloud. Just look for Mark King. His guests so far have included Aaron Rodgers, Vaughn Miller, and Don Garber, the commissioner of Major League Soccer. It's a great listen, so I encourage our listeners to subscribe to Mark King's podcast. Thanks to our show staff, Brian Griggs and Josh Blank. Thanks to our friends at Pistano for powering sports business radio. Follow them online at Pistano.com or on Twitter at Pistano. A podcast reminder, you can catch our show on demand via podcast. Just go to iTunes and type in Sports Business Radio. We're rated in the top 100 business news podcasts. You can also find our show on Audio Boom, TuneIn Radio, and Stitcher. Follow me on Twitter at SB Radio. Our Twitter feed was named the top 50 sports business must-follows by Forbes for 2015. For Brian Griggs, I'm Brian Berger. Have a great week, and we'll talk to you soon right here on Sports Business Radio. Hello, everyone. Mark King here, president of Adidas Group North America. One of the most inspiring parts of my job is the conversations I have every day with extraordinary people who are shaping the sports landscape. I talk to athletes, league executives, athletic directors, and agents, and now I'm bringing these conversations to you through my new podcast series, Extraordinary Happens, Competing in Sports, Business, and Life. This series dives deeper into what inspires the people who are leading change in sport, both on and off the field. I want to know what makes them tick and uncover how their challenging convention to make extraordinary things happen for their teams, their businesses, and themselves. And I want to share those stories and insights with you. Tune in to my bi-weekly episodes of Extraordinary Happens on iTunes and Stitcher. And remember, get out there, challenge each other, lead change, and make extraordinary happen.